Mets Spring Training Report. Oh, the Mets, uh, another loss today in spring training. They have... They've been getting buried, right? Yeah, they haven't been very good. Uh, they're 5-14 and 14 in spring training, by far the worst record in uh, not only the Grapefruit League, but oh spring training overall well, amongst that, the 30 teams. That wore you at all. I saw that stat today. And- no, but I'd like to see them play better baseball the final week of spring training. I just... Callaway called them out on the fundamentals last week. Okay. Well, right? Well, this has been a problem for, you know, eight it, years and counting, at least. They had a day off Monday. It hasn't gotten any better the last few days. You'd like to see, you know, his message, I, I guess, be heard. And I think, you know, again, that, that last week before the season, just tighten it up. I, I just want to see, you know, no errors and the defense pick up a little bit. It doesn't have to be wins and losses, but that's that's what I would keep Play an eye on Play some clean baseball. For. Yes. Precisely. And, and that's not the case. You know why? Because they don't have good baseball players. Seriously, I'm not trying to be disparaging or say something crazy here. They don't have guys that are well-rounded baseball players, and they haven't for years. I mean, what did Terry Collins say? His introductory press conference. We are going to do the little things right. We are going to play the game the way it is supposed to be played. And if you watch the team since Terry Collins was here, not to his fault, they never did the little things right, ever. It is because they don't have good enough players. And I was thinking about this. You see this um, new book by Brian Hoke of, uh, you know, covers the Yankees for MLB.com. He's got this, uh, I forget the name of it, the Young Yankees or whatever. It's about the Yankees. Yeah, about their growth over the last few years. One of the things, and I'm very early on in this, but he was talking about how the Yankees built their core four championship and even now how they believe in building the team with a good spine, good yeah. up the middle. And the Mets don't have that, Pete. They don't have it. They don't even have it. And Nimmo's been great. Good for him. He's not a real center fielder, okay? Young shortstop in Rosario who's been disappointing uh in the limited times we've seen him. They got an aging guy at second base, fine. But most importantly... The catcher on a team that's built around pitching for years. They have neglected the catching position. And in a year where you could have got Jonathan Lucroy, a veteran, for six and a half million bucks to upgrade over the airhead that is Travis Darno, they didn't do it. I mean, it's up the middle. Their spine, no good. You're not excited what Kevin Pulecki's doing? I no, I do like Pulecki, and I do. Pulecki's I would give, gonna have. He's gonna get the playing time. Behind I know, the but, play. he's but gonna win that job. Even defensively, he's not. He's not elite, but he's he's solid. How about you know last week when you know, he uh, gave Noah Syndergaard a kick in the butt and you know Syndergaard you know wasn't pitching great early on mm-hmm. I think against Washington and then he struck out seven in a row yeah. after Ploiecki went out and said something to them. Well, you never hear that with Darno. I, I will say that you never hear after a game a pitcher said, "Well, nah, Travis came out and and got me in a better place." But you heard that from Syndergaard to Ploiecki. You know, Ploiecki downplayed it after the fact. He's like, "I didn't say that much to him," but. Either way, he went out there at a time that Syndergaard needed a breather, was able to hit the reset button, and that's something that you have to have a feel for back there. Well, if Ploiecki can be that guy, now he hasn't since he's been here, but he needs to get a real chance, which he also hasn't had. Yes. If he could be that guy, then maybe their spine could improve. But as of now, you would agree that this has been a major issue for several years here. Well, Rosario is the big key. I mean, he's the number one, one prospect in all of baseball last year. You want to build up the middle? He is your guy that you're hoping for. And it's possible, you know, Michael Conforto, Brandon Nimmo, neither one of them are true center fielders, but they could end up being important offensive contributors to this right. team while playing center field. And, maybe- and if you're going to compare it to the Yankees, I mean, who's the center fielder for the Yankees? Yes, they have Sanchez behind the plate, who's a butcher defensively. 
You have well, D.D. at butcher. shortstop who he's you not, like. He's not a butcher. The guy's got a cannon. I mean, well, He's got a great arm, but yeah. he has a hard time receiving. It was a, a big problem balls, with him and Joe Girardi last year. Pass balls have been the issue. Well, it was more about, I guess, the dynasty. But, yes, they tried with Sanchez like Neil Walker's going to be at second base. All right, I mean, they're not built you well, know, perfectly up the D. middle. D. Their D. star D. guys are Judge and Stanton on the corners. D.D. Gregorius, a guy that the Mets maybe could have had along with a bunch of other yeah, teams. the Mets could have traded uh, Syndergaard for him. The, the, the that was the trade. The Yankees fleeced. Well, I guess they fleeced the Tigers in it because at least the D-backs got Robbie Ray. But mm-hmm. Brian Cash and pulled the wool over everybody's eyes, pulling Gregorius here. Guy's been an MVP up the middle. So yeah. I, whether it's Hicks, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is that the Mets up the middle have not been built properly for years. This is their best chance at it, but well, uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. They're not built on defense. That's really what it comes down to. So that's what stop. you see. I mean, Wilmer Flores in the World Series year, he started the season as their shorts. Wilmer Flores. Well, Tejada started the season. but oh, well, yeah, Flores so. wasn't the shortstop Flores played a lot of shortstop. No, no. I, are you sure? Uh... I'm pretty Flores sure he's got playing time at shortstop. Tejada, I, I am pretty sure Wilmer yeah. Flores was their opening. Well, whatever. You it doesn't might matter. Be right. Both yeah, those guys. You might be right. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, but, but either way, it's not good. So, yeah. and I'm not saying Rosario can't be that. I'm not saying Ploiecki can't be that. I'm just saying that they haven't had it and they need to to become a good baseball team. It all starts up the middle. All right. But well, Luke Roy, he's not the answer to me. Um, I, I, I'm more comfortable taking a look at Kevin Ploiecki. I feel better about Ploiecki than. Luke Roy, even at the price he ends up six and a half million. We stock has ended up at six and a half million dollars. What a weird, weird yeah. offseason. Well, and how about the Mets? I know people are talking about Walker, four million to the Yanks. I Met- wanted him. Uh, yeah. I thought he would have been a great fit for the Mets. He protects you at two positions that have to be question marks after this spring: second base with Estrubel Cabrera and first base with Adrian Gonzalez. What about the fact that they paid Jose Reyes two million bucks at the time? I made a huge deal of it. I don't remember. I forget what your take was on it, but well. How could you possibly pay Jose Reyes $2 million, who doesn't deserve anything more than the bare minimum, and Neil Walker ends up getting a $4, a $4 million deal? Who it was a weird offseason. I'd rather have Walker, yes. Well, don't you think they overpaid for Reyes? But I think Reyes is the 25th man in the roster who could play a lot of different positions. I think he fits there at this point in his career. Yeah, I, He's got to make that adjustment, and that's something you got to find out. If he's only playing twice a week, is he still going to you know, have that energy and, and bring that to the ballpark, or is he going to start to mope? He hasn't been in that situation before, but I would hope at this point in his career he gets where he's at. I would, I'll be honest, I would not want Walker back in. I just wanted the change. I'm tired of and Neil Walker. Well, I was thought was better. He thought he was better than he actually was here. From the change perspective, sure, but I thought as this spring training kept going and he Walker didn't have any offers. You look at Adrian Gonzalez, who at times has looked like a fossil, at least at the plate, and then Cabrera's not moving very well down there in spring training. That's another bad one. Picking up his option, turns out, was bad, not yes. value. Well, I, I said that at the time. I didn't, because you could always go back to his Drupal Cabrera and see if you could do better than him in the free agent yeah, market. Were... I don't know if he would even have gotten a major league contract the way this offseason went. And He's a big league player. It's just, this offseason was wacky. Cost him about seven million bucks, right, between the option and, oh, I think, I don't know, six and a half, something like that. But I, I wanted him back. You were right on that one. Value-wise, at least. We don't know what type of production, but value-wise, He's way overpaid. And what are you arguing? And this is where it comes down to, let's say they overpaid Cabrera by $3 million. They overpaid Reyes by a million dollars. Maybe they overpaid Bruce a little bit. Compared, I mean, is that enough to add up to one player they would have been able to bring in that they didn't? Well, For if, you would be Luke Roy, I guess. No, I mean, you could also say, well, take that money, the few million bucks or whatever it is there. And I don't think, I'm not even going to complain about Bruce, but Reyes, I think you could have paid, you probably overpaid by a million and a half for him. Cabrera, that's six million bucks, let's just say, yeah. and then take Vargas on top of that. Would you rather go in and take that money and put it on uh, Lance Lynn? 
They got Vargas. Right, so Varg- Lynn instead of Vargas? That's what I mean. If you- no, because I think Lynn was a guy. It's all about the draft pick compensation. That's what limited him and a lot of these players. Would you, I know I saw, I guess the Yanks released Lynn from their minor league deal. Would you look at him uh, for potentially first yeah. base? Adam Lind? Yeah. Uh, mm, mm. Bad defensive player. Mm. Hits with right, hits with high average. This is the problem having it with Adrian Gonzalez. We, we talked about this uh, earlier this week on the show. This is a veteran guy who's been around the league forever. I'm sitting here and judging him, you know, spring training at bat to at bat when he hasn't had a meaningful spring training since he was like 20 years old. So he's used to just kind of going through the motions in spring training, but he's in a new place. He's coming off a bad year where he was hurt. So we're judging him in spring training like, hey, show us what you could do rather than get ready for opening day. I think that's a, a, a hard time I'm having with, well, I don't like what I see from Adrian Gonzalez, but, I mean, is he really competing for anything right now? He's just trying to get ready for opening day. And I think more importantly, he's trying to stay healthy. Yeah. Apparently he's at the ballpark a few hours early doing the David Wright uh, yeah, regimen. An hour and a half that, every yeah. day. But I didn't like that signing in the first place. I didn't think that was good enough for what they needed at first base. Now, I didn't mind it, but remember, at the time, we didn't know the, the offseason would go the way that it is, that you could actually get major league ready, healthy players dirt cheap. And by the way, the other scenario would be if Brandon, Brandon Nimmo continues to rake the way he is mm-hmm. raking, Conforto comes back and it sounds like he's ahead of schedule. He's going to start playing in some games. Conforto in right, Nimmo in center, or I guess if you want to flip Bob, that's fine with me, and put Jay Bruce at first base. Yeah, but Bruce hasn't played any first base thus far in spring training. Which doesn't make any sense. You'd love go, to see the Mets take a look at him there. Everybody else is, uh, they can move everybody else around. They're going to put floors in the outfield. You want versatility. Put Jay Bruce at first base, for goodness sake. He's playing there for three or four games in spring training, so when and you might ask him to do that in May. At least he's done it a few games in spring training. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. And by the way, I thought when he was signed, part of the appeal was that he was yeah. versatile and could play a little first if needed. Yeah, I, when I talked to Jay about that, he said that they had you know one sentence of a conversation about first base. And which was what? Are you willing to play first base? He said yes. That was it. But it wasn't... I, I don't think Jay Bruce wants to be a first baseman. I think he's willing to do it, but that's not what he wants. That's not what the Mets are, you know, trying to force here. Uh, but, you know, once a push comes to shove and you could see that scenario with how Nimmo is playing, yeah. you got to think, play him at first base at least three games in spring training. So he has a feel for it if you ask him to do that in May. Don't just, don't just say, hey, Jay, it would be great if you could play first base and he hasn't touched the position since last year. Doesn't make any sense. No. And they should see the writing on the wall with Nimmo. Yes. Look, if, I'm not saying Nimmo is going to, but there's a chance. I mean, remember, the guy was a first round pick. There's a chance. He's made the most of a limited opportunity so far. There's a chance that he could be maybe an everyday player at the big league level. And if he plays the way he's playing right now, you're not taking him out of the lineup and you're certainly not. Not putting Conforto back out there, so what do you do? And Nimmo's been great, and it's led to Juan Lagares, some trade rumors as far as he goes, which we can uh, jump into. Uh, Steven Matz today, uh, up and down performance, started bad, recovered nicely. Uh, how is his competition against Zach Wheeler looking? Uh, we'll get into that. And By the way, tomorrow night on the show, uh, we will have Steven Matz as part of it, so we'll catch up with him uh, on what has been, I'm sure, a, a topsy-turvy spring training. Two ugly starts in the beginning and two much-improved starts of late. Uh, so that'll be uh, tomorrow night, 610, Steven Matz on the show. We'll come back more Mets. Uh, we can mix in some calls as well, 800-321-0710. Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata, in the Sports Zone on The Voice of New York, 710. W-O-R. Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. 
All right, back here in the Sports Zone, 800-321-0710, the number to get involved. We're going to do something different this segment. Uh, We're considering it extra innings, so we're going to start the inning with a man on at second base. (laughs) Oh, my, what a dumb rule. I mean, come on, where do we come up with these things? That is going to be a real-life rule in minor league baseball. I saw somebody tweet, I don't know who it was, who knows who you even follow anymore, who's retweeting what, what likes come up, but I saw somebody have an interesting take on it that basically extra inning games, while baseball itself thinks that they do harm because they're so long and boring, extra inning games do more to uh, enhance the sport or for the fan because they're exciting and there's drama and, oh my God, you believe it, it went to 14 innings or whatever. That's yeah, it's a, a good game. Sport. Yeah, right, exactly. It's entertaining when it is close and late, which extra innings naturally are. Stanley Cup playoffs... When you hear there is an NHL game, let's say it's Anaheim-Detroit, you wouldn't care otherwise, but they're in the fourth overtime, you turn it on, right? right? Like you, It brings people in when you have these long games. Now, at the minor league level, it's not necessarily about wins and losses. It's about developing players. You don't want pitchers to have to throw you know, far more than they should be asked to on a given day. I could see an argument for it from that perspective in the minors, but this is under the guise of pace of play rules, and Major League Baseball has experimented with a pitch clock and many other change of pace rules down at the minor leagues, and that's got to make you nervous. And the worst part of this rule, which you might have seen in the World Baseball Classic, and again, you start an extra inning with a man automatically on at second base, nobody out. So what's the strategy in that situation, man at second, nobody out, extra innings. It's a bunt. So the first guy up, every time, tries to bunt the runner to third. You have a man on third, one out, and then you have guys shooting for sacrifice flies. Yeah, that's a it's, good point. It's not even entertaining. They didn't even think about that. That is a great point. The strategy's horrible. It's not fun. At least the double is the most exciting play of that kind of inning, and you're taking the double away. Yeah, it's just a stupid rule. It changes the whole game. No, it's stupid. It, it's ridiculous. I can see it in the minors. Again, if you want to protect pitchers, and, and we know how fragile guys can be, and it exhausts your staff, and you got to play the next day after an eight-hour bus ride, if that's the reason, so be it. Yeah, let's just but get But if you're robots. thinking at all about Major League Baseball and bringing this in, you can't do it. I, I think a better idea would be to get robots or pitching machines. Hey, you know what? We're uh, we're all out of arms. Let's go to Johnny Robot, and they bring in Johnny Robot, and he can throw both. He can both uh, throw lefty and righty because there's two arms. You know, like the batting cage. You and I know from Selden batting cage, right? You've been out there to Selden batting cage. I think I have. You have the the old school arms that toss those yellow balls. Sure, bring them in. So you have a righty one, you have a lefty one, and this way, you know what? You don't have to have anybody use their arm whatsoever. We can name them. We can name them Hansel Robles. Yeah. Just those straight fastballs. I don't know about that. Uh, by the way, when is speaking of which, when are they cutting Robles and when are they cutting Montero, who got roughed up today again, right? I thought it was interesting. So Anthony DeComo covers the Mets for MLB.com. He went through the exercise of trying to predict the 25-man roster at Montero and Robles, both off it. They cannot be on the roster. Yeah. Montero is terrible again today. Gave up two more runs in two-thirds yeah. of an inning. Couldn't throw a strike. Doesn't pitch aggressively. Same old story from him. His ERA is over 10 this spring. The issue, he doesn't have options, so you can't just send him down to AAA and leave him there. You 
open it up for any team in baseball to claim him if you try to send him down to AAA, to which I would say, what team is trying to grab Rafael Montero? It's been years of seeing him at the big leagues, and it's the same problems. He's got a new pitching coach now, so it's not just a change of scenery. It's going to turn this guy around. So if I'm the Mets, and this doesn't get better, and now you're only looking at two weeks and one day until opening day, he can't be on the roster, period. And you mentioned the new pitching coach. Uh, look, Dave Island, uh, I bet you if you asked him off the record, would tell you he wants no part of Rafael Montero because from what we know about Island being the you know tough guy that he is, wants to throw inside and command the inside of the plate, and if we're going to hit guys, we're going to hit guys. Syndergaard referred to him, I believe, it was Syndergaard as a you know bad... Badass. Yeah, okay, you could say that word, badass. Uh, I'll follow you. Yeah, no, yeah. Anyway, so... Rabio Montero, Pete, we've watched him. Whatever the opposite of a badass is, that's what Rafael Montero is. Yeah. There is no spot for him on this roster. And furthermore, Hansel Robles, I, I mean, I, somebody's got to explain to me how he's still on. How is he still on the team? How is he? I mean, his job, right, as a pitcher is to get outs. The guy doesn't get outs. So why exactly? What is his value? To this team. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Enough of Robles and enough of Montero. They cannot be anywhere near this team come opening day. Robles, too scoreless yesterday. I, I, why are they letting him continue to pitch? He stinks. Too scoreless is what he does. He'll rack up you know, three straight appearances, no runs allowed, and then Grand Slam Central somewhere He else. can't make the team. I mean, seriously, does he have options? What's his deal? He has options. He's got to be down at AAA. Absolutely. I would no, no, no. I don't even want him wearing Met oh, uniform. No, no, it's not. You know why? Triple <laughs> A is too close to the Mets team at the big league level. I don't want him anywhere near. I don't care if it's in Vegas. I don't want him anywhere near the New York Mets baseball team to start the 2018 season. You can't send him any further. No, I don't. No, you can. Two thousand miles. You, you know? can't get him out of here. Another organization. Good luck with him. Eight hundred three two one. Vernon in Manhattan. How are we doing tonight, Vernon? Hey, how you guys doing? How's everything? Great, great. Uh, They call me the cool. I'm the guy who wears those different Mets fireman helmets at the game. Oh, nice. Pass by. Um, Oh, uh, I want to bring a question to you, but I just can make a comment. Maybe you can look it up for me. I thought they signed Reyes for $1 million, not $2 million. I could be wrong. $2 million. $2 million. Okay. Here's my question. Uh, Regarding um, Wilma Flores. This guy needs to play. Um, he needs to play at second base. He's going to have some problems, but he's got to learn it. You have a guy on that team that has talent, and the more you keep sitting him down, it's just the same way with Justin Turner. When he went to the Dodgers, third base, excellent player. With the situation with uh, Murphy, you sit him down. I mean, you didn't re-sign him. He went to Washington. I call him part two Chipper Jones against the Mets. So, gentlemen, can you tell me how can we get William uh, William uh, Flores to play? Have uh, a nice day. He's gonna play. Uh, I, I, I don't, he's gonna play a lot. Where? For, and thanks for the call, Vern. I don't want him anyway. Wilmer Flores is not an everyday player. He's not an everyday player. Well, he needs a position, but he doesn't have one. Well, not second he's base. He's not a natural place. Second base might be the best spot for him. No, first. First base, no? Uh, I want to see more of him at second. I wanted to see that in <sighs> September, and he fouled the pitch off his nose. But uh, at first base, I think that's where you're going to see the most playing time for him. He'll basically platoon with Gonzalez, and I think he's going to have the opportunity at second base as well with Estrubal Cabrera. <sighs> Again, not looking great. I, uh, I think Florida's going to see you know plenty of time this year. He'll be starting half the games. He's a horrible player. 
horrible defensive player. He can't throw. Uh, from the left side of the infield, I can't watch him at third base he can't anymore. Move his feet. Yeah, he, he doesn't have much range, but at, at least in second and first, he can hide some of that. I, I think that's that's where he needs to end up. He needs a position where it becomes his own. I just don't see it happening with the Mets unless things are going wrong that he gets married to a position. The Ver- bat plays, but nothing else does. Vernon, here's what you need to do. You want to get Flores more playing time. Call Rob Manfred immediately and ask him to make the DH universal. Because that is the only way you will see Wilma Flores in this lineup every day. And that's the only way you should see him in the lineup every day for the Mets. He is a first base slash DH. That is it. Steven Matz or Zach Wheeler in the rotation. What's going on with Yoenis Cespedes? Cortisone injection is right wrist. Uh, we'll tackle that. We'll mix in some calls. 800-321-0710. Talking plenty of Mets uh, here in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll turn back to football. Ralph Vacchiano, SNY at 8.05. Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy, Salicata, who's in every Wednesday on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone. Here's Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. All right, eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. So this is the same old Mets department. Uh, what happened exactly? What has been happening with Yoenis Cespedes? Uh, so Cespedes today, the injury update is he's got the right wrist soreness. He had an X uh, ray the other day that was negative, but they gave him a cortisone injection, which typically it's just a pain number. It's not healing anything that's wrong in there whatever the source of the irritation is it's just going to numb it for a few days he won't play and then i don't know four days from now or something he'll be back in the lineup and uh you'd hope he's ready to go uh the risk it can't be that serious he did hit a home run this past weekend but he initially injured himself a week ago now what is same old mets about this is cespedes played in i believe it was three games after initially tweaking the wrist it was enough of a problem a week later Later, even though he hit a home run, that he needed an X-ray to find out what was going on in there. Uh, the Mets only gave him to the media for 90 seconds to talk about what the heck was going on. And you know, Anthony DeComo notes as well that apparently Mickey Calloway was not even aware that Cespedes had an X-ray until an hour later. So one of the big focuses for the Mets this offseason has been getting these injuries under wraps and changing their process. They've become far more open with us and Mets fans as to updates on what's going on. Yeah, the email every day, it seems. You get an email every day, you know, Anthony Swarzak continues on his throwing progression, right? I mean, they're they're telling you, you know, what's going on as these guys make progress, yet here's a perfect example. This is spring training. This isn't during the season where maybe you're trying to squeeze an extra couple of games out, where his wrist is bothering him enough that eventually he needs an x-ray, and he's being allowed to play through it, and then the communication at the end is getting wonky here. Now, do you think he's being allowed to play through it because they don't want to deal with people saying, well, he's sitting out, he's not playing. If he's playing through it, eh, it's not that big of a deal. It's just something with the wrist. But the fact that you have to take a cortisone shot is a big deal. And the yes. fact that it's a wrist is scary to me because you don't know what... what I mean... There's a lot going on in there. Wrist is a lot huge, that's a huge... Yeah. But, I mean, it's a huge thing. I mean, it's the equivalent of a pitcher's elbow. For a batter, the wrist is the most important part of the body. So you got to get it right. And that's the, the number one thing. But... 
Uh, well, I would ask is, you know, one of the tests this spring training is how do the Mets handle these injuries? And two weeks ago, there was the big, the great injury scare, and it doesn't seem that anything at that time is all that serious. Jacob deGrom won't be able to pitch opening day, but he will be able to pitch that first week, so it seems he's doing fine. We, you know, Jay Bruce at plantar fasciitis. I mean, there were all these right. little injuries that popped up. Nothing seems to be that serious. Dom Smith is on his way back. Anthony Swarzak threw a couple of innings in a simulated game today. So it does seem that it's not as if, a Met player gets hurt, you don't see him again for two months. But I, this does worry me how it happens with Cespedes because these are the exact problems we've seen in the past that they have to get better well, with. Well, I don't know how the miscommunication can possibly happen. Seriously, how is it? how is it possible? And I'm not trying to be facetious or anything here. How is it possible for the manager of the ball club not to know that his star player had an X-ray? How would that... How does that get through the chain of command without going to the ma- like? How would he not know about it? No, it boggles the mind, right? And, and everything—it's uh, almost—it almost seems an, like an impossibility. Everything's I mean, communication, right? That's been one of the big things stressed uh, as far as Mickey Callaway being there. I mean, if, uh, if our producer Ray Martell had to have some kind of surgery, I would probably know about it. And I don't even care about Ray, and I'm not even here every day. But being a part of the team, I would probably know about it, right? Well, if he got an X-ray, I don't think I would find out about it. You—you you would, of course, we would know about. He wouldn't be miss work and all that stuff, right? Right? Uh, he wouldn't have to miss work you for don't an care X-ray. About me? No, you know I love you. Ray. I'm just kidding. Ray. Well, we that computer back. We <laughs> care, but yeah, it's just an X-ray. No, so the point. Well, you I need don't... surgery. Do, I'm in. I'm we, there. Do we care about Ray the same way that Mickey cares about Yohannes Cespedes? No, so that, that might be a more interesting question. There. But, but he's generally... like more of our Ty Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and, and Ray, I'm just joking. You know I love you, but uh, you know, we work together, so we would know about those different things, right? How is it physically possible? that the manager of the club wouldn't even know that he had an X-ray. I, I don't understand that. These are things that scare you. A little bit, because this is supposed to be such a big focus, so much effort on cleaning this up, and you don't want it coming all the way back. Sorry, Ray. Uh, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Let's grab the call. Then we got another Ray here. Ray in Waterbury. What's up, Ray? Hi, guys. How you doing? Good, good. What's going on? Hey, that was a great point you brought up about that starting with a guy on second. This Everybody be bunting and sending a guy up there to fly ball. It's almost like getting down to the 20 and get a cheap field goal in overtime in football. Yeah, exactly. It is boring when it starts with a man on its second. It might end quicker, but there's no excitement. If this is about pace of play and adding excitement to the game, you're actually taking it away. We saw it at the World Baseball Classic last year. There, there was a great game. It was Curacao-Dominican Republic. I think Curacao or, or the DR scored late, tied the game. They go to extras. You're all pumped up. And then it's like a bunt fest. Who wants to watch that? Yeah, I, I think you brought up a great point. I didn't even think about it. Oh, I'm sure maybe, maybe baseball didn't really think about it that much. Because if you think it through, it's not that hard to do the math and say, no. you start the inning with a guy on second base, teams are going to bunt him over to third and try to drive him in no. with a sack fly. It's terrible. What's up, Ray? What else is going on? Uh, I want to add uh, Ligaris into the got-to-go category with, with uh, Robles and Montero. I mean, I'm tired of Ligaris, too, not hitting. And he's making big money. He's, gonna, he's making six this year, six and a half, and nine next year. And, uh, apparently, an American League team wants him. He's going to have him. I'm tired. They're going to have to pay to get rid of him, though. Now, he's not on the level of Montero or Robles bad, but they're going to have to pay to get rid of him. I, I would mean, not trade him. He, no, be, he won't be a starting player. He won't be the player they thought he was going to be when they signed him to that contract. Fine. That's sunk cost at this point. But as we discussed earlier, they don't have a natural center fielder besides him. 
Yeah, Matt Dendecker as the backup center fielder and carry him as the fourth outfielder all, uh, for the first month of the season and a fifth outfielder all year. So he's going to be. And there's the no fifth. one behind Dendecker. That's it. So he'll be the fifth outfielder? Lagaris, when Conforto comes back. But yes. if, if you could dump that salary, now again, they're going to have to pay some of it because no team in Major League Baseball is going to take on that full contract with six and a half and nine next year, whatever it is. I didn't even realize it was nine next year. Six and a half this year was a lot to me. Nine next year is an absurd amount in this market for, for Juan Lagaris, who at best is, is going to be a fifth outfielder. So if you could get a team to take that salary or at least a majority of it, then I'd move them. Otherwise, it's not going to be any point to do so. What's the point of doing so in mid March? If you do that in December and it allows you to sign a reliever and knock yourself out, what are you saving money for? Well, what you are could, you doing you could, to better the team you could for add, this year? You could always add something at the trade deadline. I mean, there's still a bunch of players. You're going to wait until July? Uh, yeah, why not? Well, I mean, can help the team as a defensive replacement in the eighth and ninth innings. Uh, he's a fourth out, but he's insurance in case somebody gets hurt. I don't think any of us really believe that this swing is going to magically work and he's become a great offensive player, but he has a role to play on this team. I'm not making the 2018 Mets worse to save money. Maybe if he were the same fielder he was several years ago, I would agree with you. I don't think he has much value on this. They don't he was ha- close last year. He was very good defensively his last arm, season. His arm has never been the same as it was. A couple- it's, it's good, though. It's fine. Yeah, He did improve last year. You're right. The year before, he was dreadful. Absolutely. I mean, so he did show improvement last and year. And that's why I don't feel bad for him personally because he signed the big contract and he did not was it 2015, he did not have himself in great shape. He allowed himself to lose the job. They went out and acquired Ioannis Cespedes because of what was going on with Ligaris, and he never has really won it back since then. I think he's in better shape, and uh, but he, he screwed up his opportunity because he was going to be the everyday center fielder for this team. That's why they signed him to that contract. But you agree he's a fifth outfielder on this team right now? When Conforto is back, right. he's the fifth best outfielder. I mean, there's no now. Now the thing that he adds is that he's righty and he plays better defense than anybody else out there, and that's not nothing. But but he's getting paid a lot of money to do that, which Come is on. very little. Eighth inning, Mets up one. You want Conforto or Nimmo playing center field yeah. rather than Juan Lagares? Well, I'm not taking Conforto out of a game ever because of his bat. You want well, you move Nemo. him to the corner. Yeah, you, you take all... Bruce out and you put Conforto in right, and you have Lagares in center. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get it. Look, ideally, you'd like to have a player that could actually play defense and hit, but the Mets don't seem to have that. So you get a piece <laughs> of the seriously. I mean, it, it takes three players to do the job of one. This guy can't play defense. This guy can't hit. This guy can't run. So let's add three guys to see if they could do it and maneuver. Really, they, if they had an everyday center fielder. By the way, another. Another guy that you and I had talked about before the season started, John Jay. What did he get? Dirt from Kansas City. I yeah. mean, he got nothing. Yeah, well, they could have all these guys. Jay, Lucroy, Moustakis for nothing. Next year when we're doing the show, we'll just sit here, twiddle our thumbs, and say, wait till February. <laughs> That's when the deals are. Think don't, about that. If, don't sweat it, Mets. If you could Come go on. back, and I specifically, we talked about Moustakis, John Jay, and I, I know I like Lucroy. Pete, they didn't get. I don't even think Luke. I, I think uh, John Jay got a one year deal too. None yeah. of them got more than a one year deal. No, the Royals are offering all these guys minor league contracts and, and trying to you yeah. know get what they can. It, it's it, it's been a weird off season. Joe in Staten Island, what's up, Joe? Hi, Pete. Uh, hi, Sal. What's up, Joe? Uh, I'm a bit of a purist, but not like you think. I would love to see every ball and strike called with absolute accuracy. They need to use a computer for this. Don't you think? <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it, Joe. If you yeah, give me the technology, no, I'm in. Absolutely. No, you're not. Absolutely. What, what's 
Get it right. That's what it's no, about. No, you're it right. not. Who's, who's to say what's a ball to strike? What do you mean, get it right? This isn't black and white like it is in the NFL. It's supposed to be. The yeah, strike zone been. is supposed to be a line in a box, and if the no. baseball touches no. it at any point, it's a strike. No. It is black no. and white. Come on. Are we serious? You guys are joking me, right? No, no, no. Remember the 90s? You know, I used to watch the, the Braves a bit, and, you know, it was a great team, but you see these balls seven inches out of the strike zone. Mm-hmm. Strike. That's ridiculous. That's cheating. Yeah, it, it's I'm, better I'm, than it no. is. The umpiring is better than it was, Joe. And and thanks for the call. But I am I welcome our robot overload uh, overlords. I am all about utilizing technology where it can. Are I'm you insane? Non traditionalist in Why that way. Why don't I know? I have an idea, and I thought about this too. Two things: because Aaron Judge is not going to participate in the home run derby, right? I think we should have robots participate in the home run derby, and they could you know hit off of pitching machines, so this way you don't have to waste anybody's arm, even if it's somebody's father out there you just you know hire a robot to do it and and to make the game safer and more exciting and to get younger fans involved instead of the home run derby or in addition to the home run derby you can have a walking contest hmm. so you have a player go up there with a uh, computerized bat in hand one button that says I would swing one button that says take and then you could have the computerized strike zone call those pitches from the pitching machine to the batter who is not a robot but does have the bat that can act as that and then look I mean you could have GM salivating everywhere with uh, guys drawing walks I think it would do measures for the game I'm in. moving forward let's I mean go. these are this is what we should do let's get that technology together I'm I'm watching it's doing monster Ratings. Did you watch like Terminator too much as a kid? Like, no. is something about the future of robots to I'd scare actually, you? No, or? It doesn't scare me. It's just stupid. I mean, you're wh- very worried about robots. I just want to make sure it's not a whole thing mark going this, on here. Mark this down. And by the way, it's, uh, I'm not first in line to this, and I've been saying it for years. Technology is destroying society and everything in its way as we know it. Sports. Yeah, you're going to tone it down a little sport, bit. Uh, sorry, Sandy. I can't. Sports uh, included. Technology. You got these people now. They're texting as they're driving. I see it every single night. I can pick out at least 20 people. I wish I was a cop so I could pull them all over and arrest them on spot. Everybody's texting when they're driving. Everybody's at a ball game and they're texting. It, nobody's doing anything other than looking at their phones. Why? Because of technology. So why not just have robots play sports and we'll all be happy? No. I'm just going to let that go. All right. What? You, you disagree? <laughs> Do cars count as technology? Should we go back to horses and buggies? Or like where, where are we What's drawing that? the line on what technology is? What's around now that wasn't around when you were a kid? Or are we going beyond that? Dry humping. It's a good question. I think what's around now, yes, I think we've gone too far. All right, fair enough. 800-321-0710, the number. Again, 800-321-0710. And don't get Sal started on our base percentage. Uh, Your chance to win $1,000 coming up at 8.05. Stick around. It's a sports zone. Pete McCarthy, Sal on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. We're back in the WOR sports zone. Here's Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. So something hit me, Sal, before we get into your What's that? fear of technology and robots. We'll do that the whole 8 o'clock hour. But we were talking a lot about the way this offseason has worked out and, and the cheap prices that, that went for a lot of the players. Next offseason is going to be a wild offseason, or at least immensely talented free agent class. Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Clayton Kershaw can opt out, Josh Donaldson. There's a number of players uh, that will be available. I would have bet that Bryce Harper signs a $400 million deal. Jeez. Do you? I mean, Stan's gotten three, so it's not that 
it's a big jump, but it's not totally unheard of. Uh, and we've never seen a player like Harper become a free agent, at least not since maybe Alex Rodriguez, right? Would this offseason tamper your expectations for what happens next year? I think it's a great question. I don't think... I don't think what we've seen this offseason will be the norm. And here's why I would say specifically for a couple of players. I think that you have to look at each player individually. An owner will overpay for Bryce Harper mm-hmm. and Manny Machado. Okay, So they will get now, maybe it's not going to be $400 million, but I thought that's obscene to begin with. I mean, before this offseason, I never believed in giving 10-year contracts. I think that that's absurd. Well, everything's obscene and absurd, but... Yeah, but somebody's going to do it. You got to beat out everybody else for the likes yeah. of Harper or do Machado. You? I mean, how, how, do you think the Mariners would do uh, Robinson Cano again if they could? No. I mean, you name the one that teams don't regret the ten-year deal. N- name it. I mean, I could be maybe there's one even the seven-year deal. Name, well, A Rod the first time. Okay, that worked. Do you think? Not so much for the Rangers, but I think he was productive over the course of the contract. Yeah, but again, they never won anything with him there, and he made. The Yankees been, did though; he won he under all, that contract. He was also on the juice. Yeah, I mean, and the team that signed him to the contract never saw or never reaped the benefits of having that player, uh, you know, succeed as well. There, it's not a long he, list of ten-year contracts. Though. All right, what about seven? I mean, David Price. I get what was Scherzer? He was. Seven, or was he more than that? Uh, seven sounds right. So Scherzer, Six maybe. right now, Scherzer has been the gold standard for these. He's been, I mean, as good as advertised every single year. So, a few years left, I would believe in that. Well, Mike Piazza, seven years, 91, but, you do that again. No, but even, and that's a catcher. No, no, but even him. And you look at, I love Piazza. You look at his deal. He did not per, per, perform every year of that contract. Yeah, he had two years in the back end, but no, that's going to be even, part of even it. In, didn't he get hurt in... Oh two, oh three, and what? The back years were oh four, oh five. But you got enough production out of that that it was fine. Yeah. Beltron was a good contract. Right, and you didn't do right. I agree, but for some reason the Met fans don't like Beltron. Yeah. And he had a first, bad first year. And I'm not even saying you have to produce every single year of your contract, but for the majority, the seven plus year contracts do not work out. Uh, I, I I still think Harper gets it. I I do. I think he's going to get maybe not four hundred, but he's going to get. All right. Big so let's time, say you think he's going to get t- ten million, ten years. I, I mean, uh, ten years. Yes, How much? I would say yes. I would say yes. Ten years, a little under four hundred mil. I still think he gets uh, to that level. Uh, your chance to win a thousand dollars coming up. Ralph Vacchiano, SNY, right now a news update.